show to give people. Yeah, it says 60% over the last two minutes. That's not good, dude. That is not good. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's let's move on with some sponsors. Of course, executive producers of the show, AnthemPlanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Seriously, if you guys own a business, go check them out. They are going to be able to help you plan for emergencies, and you are going to need them. They're going to save you a ton of money. I promise. Go check them out today. That is AnthemPlanning.com. Anthem Planning Today. And, of course, new executive producers of the show, Colwell Creative Content. Uh, check them out today. Today They specialize. I got a, a way better bullet point uh, list today to talk about them. So I'm not just flying from the hip uh, like I have been. They specialize in SEO to help your site rank well on Google or other search engines. Website design, optimized website content writing, optimized blog posts, copywriting, social media content management, newsletter writing and design, ghost writing and editing services, resume and cover letting, letter, letter writing. Uh, they work with all kinds of clients, including real estate agents, uh, addiction treatment, mental health, healthcare, banking and uh, payment processing. And they've worked with just about every industry, even libertarian political candidates and influencers, influencers such as Larry Sharp. And they've been in business since 2012. They've worked with hundreds of clients. I promise you, if you're trying to get in front of your target audience, you hitting them up is only going to help you a ton. Uh, it's probably going to save you money in the long run. So go check them out today. Colwell Creative Content. See what they can do for you. Uh, guys, we've got a great show for you tonight. I'm very excited. Uh, listen, the last two years have been absolutely insane uh, for us. Uh, if er, It's been over two years now. March March of 2020. Ryan's over there on his computer just not even paying attention at all. I was updating the chat about the buffering. Okay. Well, it's, it looks like it's stopped, but I am recording this the, yeah. the stream this time. I, I told them. Yeah, so that. we should be okay. Uh, so the last almost three years now have been absolutely insane. Uh, a lot of shit has got lost in the mix because just so much shit was coming out constantly. Terrible ass shit, you know, locked in your homes, people losing their jobs, forced to take this shit. But one of those stories that we heard a lot about and then it just seemed to fucking disappear. I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> was was this this story, this crazy ass story of these these crazy right wing extremists that came together to to capture and kidnap the governor of Michigan. Yeah. I mean, that would be pretty based if, you know, that's what they actually In Minecraft. Did. It would be based in yeah, Minecraft. It would be based uh, in Minecraft. No, so so it's it's one of those stories that just gets completely lost in the mix. Um, but it was something that I paid a lot of attention to because, you know, I've had friends I, I'm not gonna name names on here, but I've had friends literally get caught in honeypots and go to jail. All kinds of weird shit, dude. You know what I mean? And it's like it's like they were they were working with a group of people, and then come to find out the whole group of people were FBI agents, and it was just him by himself. That's a true story. Well, there was two of them, um, so that's a true story that actually happened to somebody that I know. They're sitting in jail right now dealing with that. Uh, but this this was one of those stories where it was like, wow, that seems really far fetched. It really sounds like the the government probably had a hand in this, you know. Um, and so I was perusing Twitter, and I saw a gentleman. Uh, that was talking about how he had just been acquitted of these charges and was a part of that scheme or whatever you want to call it. Let me get my desktop audio on here for him. Uh, and his name is Ryan. Or Ryan. <laughs> I, dude, his name is Brandon Concertus. Sir, how are you doing tonight? Good, man. How are you guys doing? Oh, I can't complain. We may, we may be doubling the audio right now. We may have to turn our monitors off. I thought we did turn our monitors off. Um, just give me one second here, Brandon. I, I, I swear I know what I'm doing. Uh, but I do have issues every once in a while because I'm just a, I'm a weirdo like that. Um, 
Give me it's one. all good. I'm patient. Here we go. Monitors are off. Okay, now you can hear us. We can't hear ourselves, which is good because uh, it's not doubling. But man, so you you really went through this crazy this crazy thing. I mean, it was a I I thought it was like a group of like six people. I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, why don't you kind of give us your angle? What from start to finish? Uh, you know, prior to to being arrested and and dealing with jail and court and all that stuff. What, what was going on there? Yeah, I mean, honestly, man, like you know, what wound up happening with me is I just legit got framed by the FBI. You know, um. You had the whole COVID thing happening, you know, half of America's on fire. And I, I've already been training with firearms for a couple of years. So, but I never really had anyone that I associated with be into it as much as me, you know, and being an anarchist, you know, libertarian, whatever, uh, you know, I didn't know a whole lot of people like that, you know, that believed in that philosophy that really cared about freedom. So, when I'm seeing these things going on in our society, you know, I'm a single guy working at a machine shop. You know, I got my own place, but I don't have like a solid group around me. My family's moved out of state. So I'm like, dude, I need to figure out a way to kind of get together with some folks in case shit gets, you know, cracks down really hard. State doing mandatory vaccines, uh, you know, setting, city, uh, setting cities on fire, whatever. You know, I kind of need to associate with some people who who train as well. And that's kind of how I got linked up with these guys. Wow, that's wild, man. Uh, so so it's another one of those cases where, for sure, I mean, there was people involved in this plot that were were absolute FBI agents. And I mean, did you ever have did you ever have any kind of contact with them whatsoever, like in person when that was going on? It was were they had they infiltrated this group of trainers of people training? So he, here's the thing with that, brother, like the FBI agents were the ones training us, you know? Like, of course they were. Classic three-letter agency. CIA was the one training the Taliban, man. I get it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, the, the main informant in this case was training me, you know, in how to run CQB and shoot houses and, you know, shoot from cover and concealment and all this, you know, very active stuff. I kind of knew how to do before, but just, you know, he hone, helped me hone my skills but uh, yeah, I mean, every training event or anything, any scenario like that wound up always being orchestrated by the government. But look, when I first met these guys, I was in like another private Facebook group that wasn't even associated with, with these guys. And one of them kind of hit me up and was like, hey, man, I got some property. You know, he was like an hour away. You know, like, dude, you tell me you got some property, you got some hanging steel targets, and you want to shoot guns? Hell yeah, Sounds dude. Like I'm good coming. Time. <laughs> right. I'm definitely coming over, bro. So, you know, I went over there, and what I didn't know is I literally walked right into a terrorist enterprise investigation that had already been going on, and I didn't know it. Uh, I just wanted you to know that that we could still hear you, but we're dropping a bunch of frames, so I'm hoping that if I turn my camera off to you, that it looks normal on this side, but we'll see what happens. I don't know. Um, so you could still hear us, right? Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, we had a problem. We actually dropped the whole stream last time we had a guest on uh, from, like, virtually. So um, I don't know why, but I did I did drop it. Uh, hopefully it's better. So, so. So Ryan, I mean, do you do you have anything to add to that? I mean, I, I want to obviously want to get into the story of the the litigation and and jail time and all that stuff too. But I mean, do you have do you have anything that you're wondering about there, bud? No. All the, all <laughs> Are you even paying the, attention? 
No, all the questions that like popped up, he went on and answered sure. like as he elaborated. Sure. So, 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 tell me what this looks like after you get arrested. I mean, you, you get arrested, and and then what happens? Yeah, I mean, I get arrested. Uh, you know, they take me into the the little booking room or whatever, and they're trying to interrogate me. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, the whole time, dude, they were just trying to get me to cooperate with them. You know, yeah. they kept asking me, they kept saying, you know, hey, man, we just want you to play ball with us. You know, hey, uh, you know, the other guys, they're saying that you are down with this, you know, that you wanted to do this and all this stuff. But like when they brought me in there, I'm like, what am I here for? Right. You know, I didn't know because I was literally like kidnapped by a bunch of plain clothed guys who never said where they were from. I was just thrown into an unmarked car you know what I'm saying? And taken to some station or whatever. So I'm like, what is going on? They literally fucking black bagged you, bro. Yeah, bro. For real. The only thing they didn't do was put a black bag over my head. That's it. Holy shit, dude. But they, they lured me into, I was lured into a room by a coworker, right? Into a black room with the lights off. And I looked around, I was like, what's going on? And then the lights flick on. And they're like, get out on the ground now. Get the fuck down. Oh, shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? And they just tackle me, start taking shit out of my pockets. You know what I'm saying? Cuff me up, take my shoes off. And then, you know, they take me outside and they bring me up to this guy who's like in this dark suit. He's got jet black, slick back hair. You know, he's like, what's your name? I'm like, uh, my name's Brandon. He's like, yep, this is him throw him in the back. They just threw me in the back of this fucking unmarked car. And then he bring me in and I'm like, what am I here for, dude? They're like, uh, you're being charged with conspiracy to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Holy and I was fuck. like, what? And they were like, yup. And I was like, for what? Like, why would I do that? Like, for what reason? And they're like, well, that's what we're here for. Why don't you tell us, you know, just, just get on the bus, man. Just, just hop on the bus. And I'm like the bus to go where? To jail? <laughs> on the bus, bro. You know? They just kept telling me to ride this bus with them, bro. And I'm not about riding buses with motherfuckers I don't know. So. <laughs> so, so, so you get arrested. They, they, they eventually get you on this bus, I'm guessing. No, no. I never got on the bus with them. They just actually took me to another jail in a car. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So, you so know, meaning like they wanted me to cooperate with them. Yeah, know? of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That, and that's, you know, that's a federal case. Cause that's, that's going to become a federal case at that point. I mean, and, and I'm guessing, did, I mean, they, did they, did they tell you it was like a conspiracy charge? I mean, that's what they said to you. Yeah. Yeah. They told me it was a conspiracy charge and you no, know, everything like that. They questioned me for maybe like 45 minutes. So do you, I, does anybody have, you might want to pull this up if you, if you get a chance, Ryan, but the 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 amount of federal cases that actually go to trial is so fucking slim because they're so overbearing even if you didn't do it they're like okay well you can go to trial and when you get convicted after trial because let's face it federal courts drag you through the fucking mud look at people like you know uh Snowden what Snowden will go through Julian Assange Jeffrey yep oh. <laughs> well, too. that's a that's a whole different story. Uh, and then and then, of, of course, Ross Ulbricht famously was thrown under the jail for yeah. two life sentences for creating a fucking website. Right. Federal court is not good in trial. They're very bad to you. Yes. Um, and so that, you know, people go to federal court knowing, hey, this is going to be bad on me. 
I'm going to get fucked. I'll take the plea bargain. And they're just so used to getting plea bargains that they're like, just work with us here. Just work with us. Cause we, you, you know, you're going to take the plea bargain anyways. Yeah. Right. So I think it's something like 90, 95% or something like that of, of, of federal cases take the plea. And I, I think, I think just cases in general, like the majority take plea bargains. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. That's how it's got to be, dude. But yeah, I mean, that most cases do, but federal court has like a much higher percentage because yeah. people know like, oh shit, I'm going to get a federal charge here. I'm going to go to like federal prison for a long time. Um, so a lot of people do that and that's kind of what they do. And so you, you didn't, you were not willing uh, to take any uh, plea bargain, huh? No, absolutely not. They offered me a deal like three times too. Of course, because they don't want to go to trial. They don't want to go to right. trial. So did you actually, you ended up going to trial? Yeah, absolutely. I sat through a whole trial for like a month. And how long were you in jail for? I was in jail total like 19 months, 18 or 19 months. Right? Holy shit, dude. And, and, and before your trial started? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's insane, dude. Can like, you, I mean, quitted, I literally walked out the door and was free. That's fucking insane, dude. So, so, so give us, give us a heads up. I mean, how did this trial, how did this trial work out with you? I mean, what, what start to finish? I mean, really, what, what was it like? How, how many times were you in the courtroom? All that stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had a few, um, you know, we were all on separation details. So like none of us could interact with each other, like all the co-defendants. So, but you know, luckily I was able to kind of finesse uh something with the COs where I was able to get across from one of my co-defendants so we could kind of communicate a little bit for a few months. Once we actually like went to trial, they took it, picked us all up and shipped us out to Kent County and put us all in the same unit in the same cell by ourselves, segregated from everyone else. But um, you know, we had a few hearings where we all kind of had to go to court and make some arguments to kind of you know, say, hey, we think this evidence should be able to be brought into court and, you know, the judge would rule on that or, hey, we we don't think the government should be allowed to, you know, put this in because it's not germane to the case and blah, blah, blah. So I say we went there probably maybe three, maybe four times or something like that. And then, uh, you know, once trial started, we were just went to Kent County and then uh, the courthouse back and forth every day, five days a week. Just one. That's just, it's almost like unbelievable that you could go through that 19 months in jail, going to court for something that you didn't do at all. And then, and then after all of that, they're just like, yep, you didn't do it. All right. Good luck. See you later. I mean, I mean, we just took away two years of your life. Did they, did they offer you any, I mean, is there any kind of restitution for the 19 months that you spent in jail? I mean, is there, what did they give you? Did they give you anything when you got out? No, man. They just, they were pissed that I won. You know, they were like, dude, we need that body in that cage, bro. Like this, you know, I exposed their corruption, you know what I mean? By fighting against them. And uh yeah they haven't offered they they're not giving me shit bro like i have to build my life back up all on my own you know what i mean and certain people in society you know they're judgmental bro like even though i was acquitted and dude i wouldn't do you know i didn't do this crime that they're trying to say i did people still treat me differently you know like right. it's hard yeah. to get a job it's hard like some neighbors like won't even associate with other people in the neighborhood uh because they associate with me 
it's like crazy shit like that where the society has been so polarized where if they perceive you like they perceive me to be a right winger you know what i mean so like they perceive me to be a certain type of person and that's against what they are so even though they don't know me, they don't know anything about me. They just believe what the TV tells them, you know, they're going to disassociate with me. They're going to talk behind my back and, and whatever, but I'm just now kind of starting to try to build things back up a little bit. Luckily I got all my guns back. I, all the property that they stole, I got that back like a month and a half after uh, I got acquitted. Thank God, uh, Mike Hills, man, he was a badass attorney. That's crazy. So, so I mean, how did how did the how did the case go? I mean, what you know, what what did the state try to prove? How did they try to prove it? And and I mean, how did your defense fight it? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question, man. So, you know, there was a lot of ups and downs in this case. Like from the get go, the judge suppressed a massive amount of information. Like there should have been statements that these agents made and these informants those statements should have came in and they were totally forbidden to ever come into court at all. And those were statements that helped us. There were certain recordings that the FBI made, you know, all of these things, the judge prevented, you know, the behaviors of the agents weren't allowed to come into court. You had Richard Trask who, you know, or is going to swingers parties with his wife, right? Jesus, yeah. And then coming home and bashing her skull up against a nightstand and damn near killing her and strangling her half to death, wasted, and then drives away, wasted ass drunk, you know, gets caught by some state boys. They pick him up, throw him in jail. Now he's charged. He gets fired from the FBI. So this guy's a freaking psycho. Then you have Hendrick Impla, you know what I'm saying, who just lies on the stand all the time and who said a bunch of like incriminating statements while he's talking to other informants on the audio recordings, you know, the judge says, Oh no, that can't come in. Then you got Jason chambers who has this little, all these guys have this, these little side hustles, you know, Richard Trask had his own little business of like uh, calisthenics or working out or something like that. Jason chambers, who was the lead case agent, um, you know, had a, had a side hustle, uh, an intelligence gathering, apparatus essentially called exa intel which had this super crazy dark occult symbolism you know a pyramid with an eye in the center and then it had a latin saying uh which said quenskies which means the one who knows all or all knowing oh, the devil you know like weird dark shit like that and uh we found evidence of a Twitter account connected to his company, Exit Intel, that's literally on Twitter saying, hey, Michigan, guess what? Something big's coming up, I'm telling you. And then the day we get arrested, they're like, yep, see, I told you something was coming. So he's tweeting about a case that he's involved in while he's pitching you know, ideas to other companies and corporations to say, hey, man, I can spy on your neighbors. I can spy on all your employees. If you throw an event and you want to know who has a CPL license, who, uh, you know, what their political ideology is, what they post on Facebook, you can pay me money and I'll find out. I'll collect all that data for you and give it to you. And you got to give me hundreds of thousands of dollars. We found so much information and proof that he planned on leaving the FBI after he was done, you know, creating this case because it was 
be his biggest case ever. And then he was going to go into Exa Intel into the private sector and essentially be a multimillionaire with, you know, the fake case he just created. And, you know, there's obviously a financial incentive to fabricate a fake conspiracy if you're engaged in private practice like that and side hustle. But, you know, the judge said, no, that that actually is totally irrelevant to the case. Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. You know, and he wouldn't let shit like that come in. So to, uh, to kind of slow down a little bit, there was just a, um, a, an ongoing struggle to try to provide a jury with real context on what was going on because the government was trying to suppress so much information and only leave a very tiny little amount without any context True. and just say, oh, well, what he said was offensive. You know, he's anti-government. Look at the books that he reads. Um, he says he's an anarchist, so you should just convict him. That's just, it's crazy, dude. Like, can you, it's, and it's, there's some parallels here too, to like the Ross Ulbricht case, right? I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. The Ross Ulbricht. Not not terribly familiar with the Ross Ulbricht case. I know the judge like specifically came out and said, we're trying to make an example here. Well, it wasn't just that. The judge came out and said, uh, basically took the whole defense away from the defense and said they couldn't talk about all kinds of different things that would have exonerated him immediately. They paraded him around, uh, around in public, at, much like they did to Brandon here as, as, as a, you know, this right-wing uh, crazy person that was trying to kidnap they a governor. They paraded him publicly with the... As a murder-for-hire charge. Yeah, and, and just as guilty. They, they, well, not just guilty. They, they, they paraded him... everything to the media that this guy's an extremist and he's guilty. So what they had him on, what they really had this guy on, the only thing they had on him was he got caught with a bunch of fake IDs. Okay. That's the only thing they had Ross on at all. Mm -hmm. Other than that, what they did was in the public media, they said, oh, he was uh, creating murder for hire. He was running the biggest drug uh, underground railroad, basically, for drugs ever of all time. All this other shit, right? And then when he got to court, they didn't even, pro they didn't even charge him with the murder for hire stuff. But they paraded him around in the media as this guy who tried to have two people murdered you know, for hire. And then they didn't even they didn't even litigate that. They didn't even adjudicate those those issues at all. And then when the defense comes in, the defense is like, oh yeah, well here's this. Listen, these these uh these cops stole money and did this and they were this and that and this and that. And they and they weren't allowed to talk about that. The defense told, straight up told the defense they couldn't bring those things up. Okay, and that's what they do in federal court. They stifle any kind of defense you can mount if you go to trial. And that's why people take the plea bargain. But there's a lot of parallels here. They did something very similar to Brandon here, you know, saying, oh, yeah, you guys can't talk about this, can't talk about that, you can't bring this up. And well, it, it's, it's just wild, dude. Were the, were the things that they were specifically trying to, like, stifle, were they, were they, like, more things about the character of the FBI agents where, like, they have this side hustle or, uh, you know, they beat the shit out of their wife 
things like that because in in regular court those would be like character attacks and generally not admissible as like evidence. Yeah, so you're right about that. You know, some of that stuff was kind of character stuff, which they said like wasn't germane to the case. But we, you know, around Christmas time of 2021, we filed a very extensive motion that we said, hey, look, we want to put 200 these. Check it out. We found 260 statements that show that the government fabricated this entire thing. And hey, judge, you need to acquit these guys because it's obvious the FBI created this entire thing, right? Well, that right there should have been stuff that should have came in because these are agent statements. You know, we found text messages um, between the FBI agents and their handlers literally like literally telling them stuff like, yo, the mission is the governor to kill the governor specifically. I want you to go pick this person up and that person and see if they want to go here. Matter of fact, just lie to them and tell them they're going to go somewhere else. And then by the time you get them there, it doesn't matter anyways. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, so what, like, did they give you grounds on why they like wouldn't admit those statements uh well you know some stuff the judge said like the agent's statements and things like that like if the defense laid a proper foundation you know they could i guess attempt to bring some of that stuff up you know so we want we want quite a bit of things in Mm -hmm. which we got pretty lucky you know, uh, we wound up being able to get more than what we thought we were going to be able to get in. So that, you know, that was a plus for us. But I guess my point in saying some of that stuff was just there. there's so much data and, you know, statements and things like that that weren't allowed in court um, that could have actually provided real context to what was actually going on. You know, if you say, like, I'm not down with kidnapping. You know, you can't even you can't like bring that in to federal court like you would have to take the stand and do all this stuff, you know, to even get things like that into court. So it's just really difficult to defend yourself, you know. Okay, that that's interesting that. Like conversations where you you would you said like I'm not down with kidnapping that that wouldn't be admissible. Yeah, you know what they were calling it? They were calling it hearsay. They said uh, that's inadmissible under the hearsay rule. So like a recording from an FBI agent, you know, he's recording like it's not like hearsay because you can listen to them say it. Yeah, I wouldn't think that would fall under hearsay because normally that's like isn't hearsay like typically someone else's like account of what happened like a a second or third party. Or like it's more speculation rather than you know a recording or a text message of you directly saying, "Hey, I'm not down with kidnapping the governor." Right, right, yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately, it's like what I learned is that there's a real definition of hearsay in the world, like Webster's dictionary, mm-hmm. and then there's a government definition of hearsay in legality. You know, so pretty much. Whatever we say that's incriminating isn't hearsay, even if there's no recording of it. But anything that the government records 
they can choose to play whatever they want in any type of order or context. But if we try to use those same recordings, like let's say someone says blah, 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 blah. And then we want to say, hey, well, right after that, they say this. We want to bring that in. You know, that can be considered hearsay. So it can't come in unless you lay a certain type of foundation and all that stuff. You know, it's really weird. Yeah, that's that's odd that the same, like different parts of the same recording would differ in whether or not they're able to be admitted. Right, right. Yeah, you would think that like if the government, you know, acquires all of this evidence through audio recordings, that all of it should be admissible, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 very strange to me that it wouldn't be admissible um because usually they want to bring in all the evidence they can, but I've also seen uh especially federal agents I mean they're they're really big on suppressing all kinds of evidence. I mean that's what that's what they're they want to win the case, right? And especially the prosecution. Prosecution always wants to win the case no matter what whether they think they're right or not. Yeah. It's it's a, like a game to them, dude. They yeah, want to they yeah. just want to win. That's it. You know? And I just want to let you guys know that I know that uh the the stream is not doing very well tonight. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm very sorry about that. I I'm not sure why. I think it's just straight up down at this point. Yeah, and we're still recording, so we're yeah, gonna, we'll so keep we'll, the we'll keep the show going and record it, and I'll I'll upload it later if I have to to make sure that it gets yeah. uploaded. I don't know why the stream's been doing that lately. I I don't either. It seems to be worse when we have a virtual guest. Yeah, and I think there's a storm going on right now, and I think that can affect things. Is there a storm going on? I I've heard some thunder, but did you? Yeah. I don't fucking know. Anyway, so so. Okay, so we've been we've been going about thirty five minutes. We still got about twenty five minutes left to show, but I want to know, like, so so you get you get acquitted. Uh, essentially, they're like, ah, oh, sorry, man, you didn't do this. Good luck. Um, but there, you weren't the only one on trial here, right? Correct. And how many people? How many people went on trial for this? Yeah, so there was uh, six of us that were charged federally, and. Two of them wound up uh, becoming government informers or cooperators. And then ultimately at the end, there wound up being four of us who went to the first trial. And then two of us off the first trial got acquitted, which was myself and Dan Harris. And then, um, you know, Adam Fox and Barry Croft went and had their, you know, second retrial because there was a hung jury on them. Uh, and unfortunately, they were convicted of on the second trial of all the charges. So, so they're convicted. Yeah. Holy fuck, dude! I mean, it, was there was their trial much different than yours? I mean, did they have more um, evidence? Well, you know, usually, like if the government gets a hung jury, you know, usually it's more difficult for them to secure a conviction if they don't get it the first time usually they don't get it again you know but unfortunately the way the law is set up they give them you know as many chances as they want to just find the right jury to convict whoever they want to convict you know it's pure evil i think hey if if the government cannot prove the first time it's over with like there's your doubt right there there's your beyond a reasonable doubt sure. if you can't get people to agree then it's done, you know? Um, but there was 
a massive amount of interference, man. There even more that was ran by the courts and the prosecution. Essentially, you have like a, a, a federal judge who's appointed for life and has no boss, um, you know, controlling the dynamic of a trial and allowing the prosecution to do one thing and completely preventing, you know, it the defense from doing another like if you say hey prosecution you can go as long as you want and bring up whatever you want and then you say hey defense you guys only have 15 minutes or 20 minutes right that's it. right you can't get down to the truth i agree they did i agree it's uh it's just it's so mind-boggling to me that this is this is how it works in federal court it's just so much different than like the state court right yeah i know well I mean, have you have you been paying attention to the Alex Jones trial at all? Uh, here and there, man. I, I definitely catch the the highlights of the of that, mm-hmm. um, but not as much as I probably should have been paying attention. I, I've been paying attention a little bit, and Michael Malice had a lawyer on. Uh, You're welcome. That really went into detail about a lot of it, and essentially, I think that's at the state level, but essentially the same thing has been happening. Yeah, I'm pretty Jones sure they're where, I'm pretty sure that's a that's the the case is out of Connecticut. Yeah, and the the judge basically has all but said I want him to be convicted. I want I want to I want the jury to rule against Jones. Well, Alex Jones Alex Jones has been convicted in the eye of public opinion long before this trial oh, yeah. ever started. Yeah. And and that's something that that Brandon's dealing with now mm-hmm. is is even though there was no conviction, yeah. even though he spent 19 months in prison for no reason whatsoever, uh, he hasn't gotten a. I'm sure they haven't come out and said, "Hey, uh, we're going to make a public apology and let let everyone know that you weren't guilty." I'm sure they didn't do anything like that, right, Brandon? No, absolutely not. Matter of fact, the governor of Michigan and the president, uh, Joe Biden, continue to call me a white supremacist and a terrorist. Well, of course, because they fucked up, dragged you through court for 19 months, and now they have to, uh, and, and now they have to save some face. And the only way to save that face is to to say, okay, well, maybe he didn't kid make uh you know form a plot and a, and a conspiracy to kidnap the governor but he is still a white nationalist racist extremist he's they're gonna throw all those labels at you just like they do to all of us i mean i'm a family man raising six kids uh i go to work every day i support my family i don't go out and burn crosses i don't go out and wear hoods i don't do any of that shit and, and there's papers on the east coast calling me a white nationalist right now and a, an extremist and this and that and this and that and it's like, dude, I'm the, I'm the vice chair of the Libertarian Party, okay? We're, we're, As everyone knows, it's a white nationalist party, clearly. Yeah, no, nothing says <laughs> nothing says white nationalism like, hey, free, everyone should have freedom regardless of race, color, creed, sexual orientation. Yeah, totally the racist. Those guys. Those guys are the racist. Not the ones that uh, have hinged their entire fucking political philosophy off of the color of people's skin like the Democrats, okay, or what's, or what's between their legs. Okay, not those guys and definitely not the Republicans who continue to bomb the Middle East. Definitely not those guys. It's definitely the libertarians. They're the ones that without that freedom shit, that extremist freedom shit. They're the racists. They're the Nazis. Totally. Absolutely. Makes perfect sense. (laughs) They have to they have to, you know, socially demonize us because, you know, ultimately, as far as freedoms can 
freedom is concerned, people like us are going to be the ones to fight against tyranny, Absolutely. you know, and, and, and preserve freedom. So if they can make us look, you know, like demons in the public eye, then no one will be able, no one will listen to our uh, beliefs. You know, no one will listen to what we have to say, because all we got to do is get someone to sit down with us. You know, be like, hey, man, listen, check it out, bro. Non-aggression principle. You know what I'm saying? Listen, the state has this, uh, you know, monopoly on violence, you know. And look, it's not okay to initiate violence against someone and force them to pay for things that you want. You know, and I know you you think that, it, you know, you're not doing that when you go vote. But listen, like, you know, in certain ways, when you want certain policies to happen, you know, that's actually what's happening to people. And that ultimately, you know, equates to slavery and all that stuff. If we lay that out for people, people are going to be like, oh, my God, dude, like we have to change something. I mean, I know that's what I thought when I woke up. And but the Republicans and the Democrats ain't doing any of that. They're playing off on the you know, inequalities of what's happening. They're playing off the, on the race card, on division and polarization, you know? So we're really the biggest threat to the tyrants because we're the people that are actually armed with actual real truth that can expose, you know, these people in these higher echelons of power. Yeah, and it's, it's wild just how kind of far, like... They'll go to demonize every everyday people. Like you have the president of the United States talking shit about you, which is just that's just wild. And it uh, the fact that two two of the people got convicted makes it so easy for them to just lump ev all you guys into the same category because just just because you were associated with these people. Like, the people that got convicted, just by associating with them, you're automatically guilty in their eyes. Well, yeah, and that's, that's absolutely the truth. I mean, the, these, these people, they're so collectivist in thought, dude, that they can't think, they can't see someone being friends with somebody that does something that they don't like without thinking that that friend is exactly what that other person is. This is the this is the the problem with collectivist mindset and the collectivist thinking mm -hmm. and the way society has been structured and democracy and I mean it's literally it all boils down to the same shit. It's all the, the you know central planning and and collectivism are an absolute fucking cancer to the point that it will demonize people who had nothing to do with the thing that you hate mm -hmm. for, for just just for even simply knowing somebody else's name, dude. And it it's such a it's such a dumb philosophy too one of my best friends is a leftist dude i'm from oakland california yeah every, like everyone the, you associate the majority with of my friends growing up are leftists and i'm still friends with them dude yeah. and and i tell you know i tell them quite frequently how fucking stupid they are mm -hmm. you know i can't believe you're still you're really still voting for that fucking party after the, 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 the medical and corporate fascism that you just saw coming from them over the last two years, the fact that they, they, they forced you to abuse your children with masks and, and, and untested drugs, you think that that's the party you should continue to vote for? You think that they're the ones that are going to give you free college and free health care? No, they're not. Fuck they are. 
You know what I mean? It just it blows my mind, man. The, the whole thing is disgusting. And just to let you guys know, we are still streaming somewhere. It did cut the stream and then started the stream back up, and we're, we, it's now been live for 15 minutes, uh, and it does have one viewer. So I don't know where it's streaming to, uh, but we are recording still. So we have we have about 40 minutes worth of recording that we'll, we'll definitely put out uh, audio, and I'll re-upload to, to YouTube tomorrow. But, man, so, so what... What's next for you, man? I mean, what are you what are you looking at now? I mean, what's besides just trying to get on shows and, and get the word out? I mean, what what do you want to see happen, man? You know, I don't know. I mean, I I want to see. You know, I mean, you, you kind of already said it. What I want to see is I want to see my life, you know, back to the way it was, if not better. You know, I got to be able to pivot out of the situation and you know, create a situation for myself that was better than when I left off. You know what I mean? And as far as, you know, litigation and stuff like that, I mean, there's definitely avenues that I'm looking into. Um, you know, they, I feel, you know, at least for the time that I was incarcerated, you know, I lost out on tens of thousands of dollars. Like I made good money. You know what I mean? job that I was working at so you gotta fucking sue these people I mean you gotta you gotta come up with some kind of case against the federal court and and yeah. the prosecutor and you gotta name these fucking people by name in that litigation dude and they gotta be they gotta be fucking dragged yeah, through the mud publicly and that's I mean that's the only thing that these people pay attention to right their fucking reputations and their money and and that's it dude so if you if you find a a, a person a lawyer that's ready that's willing to to file that case and name people by fucking name dude i mean literally put everybody the judge the prosecutors the the investigators the fbi agents all of their names need to be included in a in, in some kind of suit here that and it and you know what it doesn't look money would be fucking nice dude i'm sure like you deserve a lot of money dude you know what I mean? Like in my opinion, the the state deserves to give you every single dollar in tax money you've ever paid back. Um, right. I mean, and plus with interest. You know what I mean? And this this is the kind of reparations I'm for. Okay. Yeah. I believe in reparations to people who have been fucked over by the state that are still living. Absolutely, dude. You need you need to you need to name names, dude. You need to find a lawyer. I'm sure that I got plenty of lawyers that watch the show. Plenty of lawyers. If there's a lawyer out there that's willing to help write that case up, man, do it. Fucking hit me up. Let's get a hold of Brandon and and take these motherfuckers to the woodshed, dude. That's what I would do. And listen, bro, let's do it because I'm already listen. I'm already trying to do that. But look, brother, like my network, it ain't really that good. You know, I don't know a lot of people in the freedom community. I'm I kind of figured all this shit out on my own. Right. So right now. Hell yeah, bro. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to network with people. That's part of the reason why I'm trying to talk to people and get on more shows and get the word out. You know, maybe I can make some connections and, you know, eventually I want my own kind of show. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I want to be able to find that badass attorney that isn't scared of the state. You know what I mean? I want to find that guy to look at my case and be like, yeah, dude, this was totally unjust. Let's go kick their fucking ass. I know Tyler Yonke is watching the show right now. He's a he's a California lawyer. Uh, he specializes mostly in family law, okay. which is the reason why we talk a lot because that's the court that I hate. The, yes, the only court I hate more than the family fa- family federal court law. is just fucked up beyond belief. Oh, dude, you don't get don't get me started, bro. I've been yeah. I've been and I've been I don't even with, know the half of it. I've been working with them for ten years. It's yeah. such a fucking. It's the most corrupt. It's the only court in this country that is more corrupt than the federal court. Dude. 
Absolutely, one hundred percent. They they yeah. are they own your children and they will use your children to create revenue for themselves and criminalize you to the point of destitution. It's fucked up, dude. Um, but but so there's lawyers that watch the show. There's lawyers that listen to the show. Hit me up, man. You know, you, I have an email address that anybody that listens to the show can get a hold of me at joshua.breakthecycle at gmail.com. Email me, man. If you want to get on the show, email me. You want to talk about Brandon's case. You want to help Brandon out. Email me. Let's do it, dude. Fucking take these motherfuckers to the woodshed, dude. I'm tired of these, these, these fucking parasite federal agents getting involved in this shit and pushing people to do things that they wouldn't normally do or framing them saying that they're going to do things that they never fucking did just to get cases just to make more right-wing extremist fucking propaganda that that you know what i mean like oh everybody that doesn't agree with the government is a fucking right-wing extremist nazi uh, bigot misogynist transphobe like i'm tired of this shit i'm tired of it and if you're getting dragged through the mud by, by federal agents, you need to name them and you need to put them on blast and we need to stop giving them quarter because they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. And their bosses need to be named and their boss's boss all the way up to the fucking president. <laughs> there goes the YouTube. That's why we're not YouTube streaming tonight. <laughs> right? right? It's, it's just crazy to me, dude. I, I, I don't know how they get away with this shit. And then, and then I, I kind of, like, you're huge, like, Fighting back is important, but also creating community and lifting each other up, I think, is huge. So, yeah, I, I don't know, like, how how has landing back on your feet been going? I'm, I mean, honestly, not very well. Like, I have a relationship with, you know, some family members, right? But, you know, being a grown man, it's, like, not where I want to be, mm-hmm. and I have like support and stuff, but you know, I'm getting a little bit of donations here and there, but it's kind of coming down. Like I need certain things, you know what I'm saying? Like to live and stuff like that. So it's just really about just finding work. Like at this point, I really don't care what it is. You know, I need to get something coming in and, and get out of where I'm at. Um, it's, it's been pretty rough. I mean, you know, my car's kind of ghetto, bro, Mm -hmm. cause the F is totally fucked it up and destroyed it. Um, so, you know, I got to get a new vehicle. I got to pretty much build everything up on my own by myself. I got somewhere to go to do all that, but it's not like, you know, anyone's like, Oh, here, bro. Like I got this old car. You want it? Or, Hey, you know, this, I got this job here. Like I got to do all that stuff. And I've been having to spend a lot of money on my car because it's ghetto. Right. So if I got to break boot, or a brake line that's fucked up. I got to go hustle up some money, you know, pull that bitch in the garage, take that shit apart, put it all back together on my own. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, you know, little things like that. And I look, ain't nothing going to take me out. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be taken on this planet. You're going to have to do a lot more than this to take me out. You know what I mean? So, but it's just been rough since I've been out. I've been out for about five months, mm-hmm. you know, uh, trying to find work and trying to find stuff like that. Um, you know, and so far I hadn't really gotten where I wanted to be, but it's a work in progress. Things are moving forward. Sure. Well, you know, that's, that's something else that we need to talk about. I mean, we, 
you know, in the freedom community, a lot of there's a lot of business owners, there's a lot of people that are anti-state that get screwed by the state through their businesses, and they should be hiring people like this. You know what yeah. I mean? That's and and I, you're probably I don't know if you're comfortable saying where you're at right now, but there's probably people that listen to you to the show mm-hmm. that live there. I know there is actually. At, at, at the very least, like if you you said you were making good money before, I assume you have some sort of specialized skills. So what, yeah. let's sell yourself. The business owners in the audience, uh, and anybody that might have friends that own businesses, you know, let's get, let's help pick Brandon back up. Wait, before we go too far into into this, uh, you uh, also when you do win your state, ultimately you win your your case against the state, and you get several million Mm -hmm. dollars. uh, Then you get the the bomb car, and you drive down to Iowa or up to Iowa, and you come on the show in person. Then we won't lose the stream. Uh, but no, dude. Yeah, I I agree, and, and you know I know people where you're at uh, that probably would be willing to help you out. But I mean, is are you are you at a point now where you're like kind of fucking like having to hide out and like not tell people who you are and shit like that? I mean, is that what you're kind of doing, dude? I mean, I've been kind of doing that for a little while. I'm I'm thinking it might be okay to kind of. Uh, disclose kind of where I'm at. I really wanted to lay low because there there are some crazy leftists out there that, dude, I've had people message me, tell me they want to kill me and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I carry wherever I go. I'm never disarmed. So I'm not really sweating that. Heed that warning, leftists. (laughs) Heed that fucking warning. (laughs) They'll throw milkshakes at you. I trained, dude, on the regular, yeah. so you're not getting past my draw straight up. Yeah, it was funny. I, you know, I lived in Portland, Oregon for like seven years, uh, and I, in fact, I lived there for several years when I first started running for chairman of the national committee, uh, the, the the party in twenty uh, started in like 2016, maybe maybe 2017. I started my first run. And uh, every week, dude, they'd be down there fucking protesting in downtown Portland. I mean, that that's just like Antifa hub, right? Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where I'd like drive down the street and they knew my car because I'd always be yelling capitalism will win at them or something <laughs> stupid just just to piss them off. And I just I had like a, a Lincoln LS V8 and I'd just fucking rev it up and drive past them and talk shit. They started throwing eggs at my car. They'd like had brought eggs down to their protest just knowing they were going to see me. Um, and so I know, but I lived I lived across the river in Vancouver, Washington, where you can very easily get a, a, a concealed carry permit by paying $50 to the local sheriff's office. And uh, they don't come there. You know what I mean? It's a little more country. It's a little different kind of feeling. And it's only right across the bridge from Portland, Oregon. But they don't cross that fucking bridge, dude. Do you hate modern wrestling? Wish you could go back. To the sex and violence of the 90s? You're not alone. Eric and Tom are going back to 1993 to watch ECW from the beginning to its end. So come get extreme. Just search for Extreme Timeline on any podcast app and come get extreme. And they know better than to cross that bridge. But they knew where I lived. They knew. I'm sure they had my address. I had run for local office, public office there. My address was public record. Not once did they come to my house <laughs> or to the, that side of the river to fuck around, dude. Because they would have found out for sure. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, have you have you had any problems in person with people uh, since this shit happened? Is there has there been any kind of threatening situations since you got out? Um, no, I wouldn't say necessarily threatening. I mean, you know where I'm at. I'm in, uh, you know, the, the 
real rural area of Kentucky. Sure. And, um, you know, so folks down here are a little bit more, you know, kind of freedom oriented, care about the Second Amendment, things like that. But I live in a real small town right now. And, uh, well, at least I'm staying there temporarily. And one of the ladies down the street, man, freaking, uh, I'm cool with my neighbor. So, like, my neighbor, he lets me shoot on his property. He lets me train on his property. You know, the dude's got, like, 100 acres. He lets me do whatever I want on there. You know what I mean? And uh, so I'm going out there doing my thing or whatever. Well, sometimes when they're on vacation, like, they have people watch their house. You know, they're rich people. Mm -hmm. So uh, they, you know, have someone watch their house. Well, the lady that watches their house, like, found out who I was and essentially told them, like, yeah, I'm never going to set foot on your property ever again. Like, you know, because of who lives next to you. You know what I mean? This is crazy. Sandy fucking vagina, dude. (laughs) Right. Right. Jesus. Well, shit, man, we're getting to the end of this thing, um, and we did we did record, uh, we did drop yeah. a lot of frames through, throughout the show, but we got we got about fifty eight minutes recorded, so that's okay. good. Uh, we'll be able to put this out if you're hearing this and you didn't get to watch it live. I'm sorry, I don't, mm-hmm. we'll figure out the thing. Maybe I'm before running... we end things. I do want to give him an opportunity to sell himself. Well, yeah, no, know? I no, we're gonna no, no, no. Yeah, I want him to I want him to plug everything he needs to plug and mm-hmm. let people know how he can how they can help out. That's what I yeah. want to hear. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't need to hear this gentleman sell himself. He's already sold me. I mean, the, the, the fact that the FBI took the time out of their fucking day to frame somebody, uh, like this and tried to try to basically hang them in the public court of opinion before walking them into a federal courtroom where they tried to basically take, they, they would have tried to take your entire life away from you. I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. There's no doubt. That's what was coming. If you, if you took it to trial, they were going to push for a life double triple life sentence for conspiracy and and to commit harm and conspiracy to kidnap and all these different conspiracy charges for things that never even happened. They were going to give you life. There's no doubt about it. You were going to get life. You're going to be in prison for the rest of your life. If they had convicted you. Uh, And the only way out is to have a president that says, uh, you know, that person shouldn't be in jail anymore. And uh, you're not going to, you're not going to get one of those from old Sparky up there in in Washington. (laughs) Now that's for sure. Uh, And Trump, you know, for, you know, I think Trump did a few good things while he was in, but he walked out of office a fucking absolute coward because he had the opportunity to give the biggest middle finger to the to the corporate news media, these these jackals that he talked shit about for his entire term mm-hmm. by by pardoning Julia, Julian Assange, and he he was weak and walked out and didn't do it. He didn't pardon Ross Ulbricht. He didn't pardon he pardoned fucking rappers, dude. And he couldn't pardon Julian Assange, who was the one person who was brave enough to stand up to the the media and and the the corporate fascism between the the new the corporate news media and the federal government. He was the one person that was brave enough to do that, and he couldn't pardon him. That was for me. It was like I would never support that guy ever again. He talked all that shit about how the corporate news media is the enemy of the people, mm-hmm. and then let the one guy that fought the corporate news media go. So you know, fuck him. Uh, but but uh. Yeah, man, before we get going for, from this thing, tell people how they can support you, find you, listen to you, help you out, support you, all those good things. Yeah, so if you want to uh, donate, um, I got a Give, Send, Go. It's uh, givesendgo.com slash kinetic truth. Um, raising a little bit of money on there. I do actually make some content as well. Um, I'm on Twitter um, at Brandon underscore Caserta. Same thing as uh, Facebook. But if you want to hit me up on, I got, I got more content on TikTok and Instagram. I kind of post a lot there and that's uh, kinetic underscore truth. 
So if you want to link up there, you know, talk about freedom, talk about philosophy, talk shit about the state. I mean, that's pretty much what all my material is about. It's about, you know, self-defense, guns, you know. I'm going to uh, find you. I'm going to find you on TikTok, homie. I'm, I'm with the kids there, dude. That's how I roll. I love TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> never touched the thing. Bro, there's a lot of truthers on TikTok, yeah. bro. I can't believe it. I'm like, damn, bro, there's lots of people on here speaking that real shit. Yeah. And and China owns TikTok, so they're not going to take you down for being a truther on TikTok. I love that shit, dude. Yeah. Because China doesn't give a fuck. They want they want America to fall apart. Yeah. True. And so so they like let anything on that platform, dude. It's great. Yeah. It's really great. <laughs> I fucking love it. Brian, you got anything else? I do not. Of course not, dude. He spent he spent the whole time looking at his phone anyways. He don't give a shit. My phone hasn't been on for like 30 minutes. <laughs> the Vikings game isn't even on today, dude. I pull up the stream and pay attention to the chat. <laughs> Well, Brandon, hey, man, I appreciate you. I, I feel your plight, dude. I, I, uh, I wanted to give you the opportunity to come on the show and tell people about it. I'm sorry that the stream sucked, but we will get the, the version uploaded uh, after either tonight or tomorrow. Uh, I have one more day of baby leave uh, and then the weekend, and then I go back to work. So I got plenty of time to get all that shit uploaded. Um, man, I really just uh, I appreciate you, and I'm sorry you're going through this. I'm sorry you had to fucking spend 19 months in a federal prison for no reason whatsoever. Uh, and I hope that that someone out there helps you, man, fight this fucking shit and and name those people by name and and pictures. I don't give a shit. These people have addresses, dog. You know what I mean? They they need to be dragged through the mud publicly. I'm not I'm not saying incite violence. I know YouTube has a policy against that. Um, outside of Minecraft, uh, but it you know it's it's something that needs to be done. We need they want to make a, a an example out of you. You should make an example out of them by fighting back uh, through their same proper channels, litigation, civil suit, whatever the fuck it is. Get your money on because the government owes you money for taking 19 months of your life away. They owe you time. They owe you all this shit, and and they're not going to give it to you unless you go fight for it. So if there's someone out there that wants to help Brandon, please do. Uh, please support him. Get this guy. Get this guy elevated. If there's another show he can go on, Clint from Liberty Lockdown. You're watching this, Dave Smith. I know Dave Smith watches every one of my shows. So why don't you go get get, get this man on your show? You got a much bigger platform than me. Uh, he needs to be out there, I mean, man. I fuck with guys, yeah. I fuck with both of them. I've been watching those dudes a lot lately. They're the homies, dude. They're yeah. my homies. They, mm -hmm. Dave Smith's my uglier younger brother. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> isn't he older than you? No, Dave Smith is just a few months younger than me. Actually. Oh, yeah, I didn't he's know that. he's uh, he'll be forty. I want to say he'll be forty in the summer, and I'll be forty in March. So we're very very close, and we also both just had babies. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're old men having babies, whatever, dude. Uh, but anyways, I appreciate you, man, coming yeah. on really and taking the time with us, and and uh, reach out to me. I'll get you. I'll get you hooked up with some shows that probably have bigger platforms than mine. One but, quick question. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. If you could pick any job you could have to land back on your feet, what would that be? I would say uh, working in a gun shop, man, yeah. selling guns. All right, any any gun store owners? There's a few of those yeah. in the free in the free yeah market, in the freedom yeah the freedom uh, freedom. Send movement. an application his or, way. Or building, building guns, making lower receivers. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Phoenix Ammo, where are you at? Hook yeah. this brother up, man. That's the place. I got dude. A CNC machinist experience, bro. I'm a machinist. I know how to cut steel. I know how to gauge parts. I know how to measure shit. I know how to do all that stuff. Fuck yeah, dude. Let's go. Phoenix Arms, dude. That's yeah. the place. I Let's agree. get this man a job. I like it, man. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much, man. We'll, we'll get with you soon. Thanks, brother, man. I appreciate you. Absolutely. You too, man. All right, guys. Another awesome episode of Break the Cycle. Uh, please go support that man. He needs your support. I promise you. 
Uh, we can't leave people that go through this experience uh, out hanging out to dry as, as such a small movement that we are. We need those voices to to kind of highlight to the normies like what goes on behind their closed eyes because that's really what it is. You know, the people want to spend a bunch of time acting like this kind of shit doesn't happen. And it does fucking happen to real people, tangible people that you can talk to on Twitter, that you can talk to on TikTok. This has happened to people, man. It really does happen. I mean, you know, this is this goes further than a honeypot. This was a straight-up frame job on a group that they thought they could drop things on and the court of public opinion would just, uh, you know, fucking crucify them before they ever even made it to the courtroom. And that's terrible. That's shit that we need, to, we need to strike down. That's the kind of shit that has created the society that you see us living in today. And we need to do something about it. And the best way to do that is to support the voices that have gone through that shit. Because I haven't gone through that yet. I mean, I go through it. You know, in, in social media land, yeah. I've had my jobs called and stuff for saying that I would repeal the 19th Amendment. Oh, no. You would repeal all of them. I would repeal all the, the amendments. I take a very Lysander Spooner approach to the, to the, USS, the, US, the USS Constellation. <laughs> uh, I almost said the, the ship that I served on in the Navy. The U.S. Constitution, which in my opinion is not just, it, it's never been a paper since at least 1776 that was actually created to help uh, keep the government in check it's really there to to convince you that the government has the authority to govern you that's how i look at it and i'm just i'm done i'm done fucking start fighting back and the way to do that is to support voices like brandon's uh and 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 work on causes for people like julian assange and ross ulbricht and these people who stood up to the fascist state of the u.s and, and said they wouldn't back down no matter how much of their life they took away. And, and we need to support those people. So please do. Uh, Ryan, you got anything else? I do not. All right, before we go, of course, we got to talk about some sponsors. TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you get this great Epstein didn't kill himself shirt that you see me wearing tonight by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Or you can join the Patreon subscribe star. Both of those are uh, forward sl- the, the website plus forward slash Break the Cycle JS. Uh, support us there if you can you get all kinds of cool swag you get all the members only shows tons of those um, and you get into a private discord server where you can get all the tops new gear up to two weeks before it goes to the general public at like a 30% discount awesome stuff of course executive producers new executive producers of the show anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs check them out today see what they can do for your business home or personal life they're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Seriously, if you own a business, go check them out today. I keep fucking with these logos. I'm not doing good today. I'm down bad, man. I'm I, I'm mad. Got me fired up today, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like that's fucked. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah, they brought I, the I, gangster I, out in me today, dude. I don't think you know what down bad means. Oh, down down bad, dude. And I <laughs> and and I'm bringing the Oakland back out of me. You know what I mean? I was about to start dropping in bombs on my show. Uh, no, I'm I'm dead serious, dude. It's it's the shit pisses me off. Uh, go check out, of course, our new executive producer, Colwell Creative Content. Uh, they specialize in things like SEO to help you site rank well on Google or other search engines, website design, optimized website content writing, optimized blog posts, copywriting, social media content management, newsletter writing and design, ghost writing and editing services, resume and cover letter writing. They will work with all, they work with all kinds of clients, uh, real estate, addiction treatment, mental health, healthcare, banking and payment processing, Except for the Fed. They, I know for a fact they wouldn't work with the fucking Federal Reserve, dude. Fuck those people. Or they could and just fuck with them. 
Uh, They've worked with just about every industry except for the Federal Reserve, uh, even libertarian political candidates and influencers such as Larry Sharp, my good friend and mentor, uh, who mentored me in politics. Larry Sharp is just incredible. Uh, They've been in business since 2012, and they've worked with hundreds of clients. So go check them out today. Help them help you get in front of your target audience. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Uh, What do we got coming up, dude? What's the next show? Monday. I know. Well, Monday, Monday and Thursday every week. Yeah. I know that. But I'm just trying to figure out what's going on here. Let me see my let me see my calendar. I haven't been. I've been. I got a new motorcycle today, so I haven't yeah. been paying attention. I've been. I've been route riding. Um. Let's see. So today, October. Uh. Brandon today. Uh. Oh yeah, my buddy Samuel Whipplinger from uh, Albert Lee, uh, Minnesota is going to drive down and be on the show, and he's mm-hmm. fucking awesome, dude. He's a cool guy. Uh. I think he's also done some adoption stuff and okay, homeschooling, and him and his wife are really cool. So that'll be a fun. A fun uh, anarchisty show. I'm very excited about that. Ryan, nobody dropped yet. Yep, Cox in the chat for you tonight, man. I apologize. It'll happen Monday. I'm sure it will. Uh, I love you guys to death. I'll see you on Monday at 7:30 p.m. Corn time for our show with Samuel Whippelinger. But until then, don't forget to break the cycle. To explain the lyrics of my last song, they seem to consent. A violent call to action in the personal frame, but I just spent it in Minecraft. The helicopter part wasn't referenced to GTA 5 and the things you do. So, any violence you commit, I am not an excuse, because I just spent it in Minecraft. What chipper is my friend and it's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft you're nothing I mean, you know it The product is getting close to COVID Holy shit, I think I'm a pro